Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Jason Mayhem Miller, he could probably fuck you up, but he is such a nice young fellow, he probably wouldn't do that, cause you're probably not worth it. He has a really interesting story And he has a really big dick It's true And I think you'll like this conversation That's right, it is Mikey Likes You Jason Mayhem Miller joins us in a little bit via... The good old Zoom. Uh, it was uh, rife with technical difficulties, but, you know, it's a good pod, nonetheless. It's a good pod, nonetheless. How are you, everybody? Um, happy lockdown times to you all. Uh, as we always say here on Mikey Likes You, let's try and look at the positives. Let's try and look at the, you know, bright sides of things. Um, the lockdown sucks. My asshole spread, sans cleaning, but it gives you a great opportunity to really analyze yourself, look at ways that you know that you're not living up to your own expectations maybe, or not living up to the way that you see yourself idealized, but, um, you know, Great time to spend with family and friends, and you can really decipher who, who's your good friend, <laughs> who isn't, you know, who you're, who you're really feeling for in these um, strange times, and then who um, you find yourself not really worrying about. It's terrible to say, but, you know, that's reality. You don't just automatically have deep sympathy and empathy for everyone, Somehow your heart kind of filters out the people that you you really feel for and the people that you don't. Um, and that's not to say you shouldn't work on making that grouping bigger, but, you know, um, maybe you're spending a lot of time. I know I do this. And the, the, uh, here's another thing. If you're a new listener, I don't pretend to be an expert in anything. I just um, have found certain things that I've suffered from mistakes that I've made and I just want to impart that to you so maybe we can together not make them anymore and one thing I found is that I would hang out with a lot of people and spend you know unfortunately spend like a lot of time with people just because I thought I should or I felt motivated to do it because it might make me look cool or and um, I don't like it that much it doesn't make me feel great to be around certain people and then some people I just love it I look forward to it so much and it's so easy so maybe take that time here on the lockdown to identify who those people are that you just don't necessarily need to spend as much time with. I'm not saying be a dick to them. Just, you know, don't go out of your way. And then the other people who you should definitely make more of a chance, uh, more of a, 
an aggressive um, push to be with when this whole Michigas is over. I'm going to talk to Jason Mayhem Miller, legendary MMA fighter, uh, host of Bully Beatdown on MTV, one of the shows I go, how the fuck did anybody greenlight this? But it was a great idea, and I love it. Um, and he's a good dude. Very misunderstood guy. Um, he does a podcast now with my good friend Jason Ellis of The Jason Ellis Show. It is called The Ultimate Friends Conversation, UFC. Get it? Because it is an MMA podcast, um, and it's a very good podcast. And uh, Jason Mayhem Miller, much like Jason Ellis, profoundly misunderstood. They're tough dudes. No doubt about it. They're hard men. Um, and they're a bit crazy. But they're both really kind, loving people at their core. And I'm glad that Jason Ellis has found such a successful way to now get in touch with that and, and expose that. And Jason Mayhem Miller is really getting to that point. Um, he's a little over a year and a half sober. He's completely humbled himself after making, admittedly, bad decisions and, and, and doing some terrible things that he regrets. But instead of just wallowing in it and throwing his life away and going further and just giving up the guy, the guy when his back was against the wall, really grinded and put his life back together and did all the things that you no one wants to do, but you really have to do to put those pieces back together. And that's humble yourself, completely surrender, give up, give up the idea of looking cool and say, fuck it. My life as I knew it is over. I'm going to be a new man. I'm going to be the man I know I should be. And, um, and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of courage and a lot of humility. And Mayhem did that. And so that's why amongst the fact that, you know, on top of the fact that he's like a really, really interesting dude and entertaining dude, that's why I thought it would be great to talk to him. First, I'm going to get to some Q&A because I feel like I've been lagging in that department. And I've gotten a couple of really, really good questions. This is from at border underscore gnome the border gnome hello border gnome is any time of day better for scheduling workouts i work 3 p.m to 2 a.m monday to thursday as an aircraft mechanic fuck that's a man's job i don't mean that as a as a uh chauvinistic statement i meant like that's aircraft mechanic you're it's it's such a cool job because it's a combo of really authentic blue collar skill and super high level intellect like you can't you you have to be fiercely intelligent and smart and understand how to piece things together from an engineering standpoint and you got to be fucking a grinder you got to roll up your sleeves and actually do it aircraft mechanic fuck yeah that's a that's an awesome job so i work uh, 3 p.m to 2 a.m monday to thursday as an aircraft mechanic i have plenty of time on the weekends but was thinking of starting five by five good choice i have an okay setup squat rack bar and some plates just want to add more workout or more without being burnt out at work. Thanks in advance. Is there any time of day better for scheduling workouts? Um, much like I say with diet, the best diet is the one you'll follow. The best time to work out is the one you can stick to. Um, there is some science. I know Ben Greenfield dove deep into this and found that um, I, 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 it's really like your, your body's ability to produce energy or work capacity is slightly higher around 5 p.m., sundown, seems to be biologically the peak time to train, to train hard. Um, you can do 
um, less intense, like, uh, you know, zone one, zone two aerobic activity anytime, yoga, things like that. But if you're really going to push yourself, it seems like, five, you know, between 4 and 6 p.m. Is, is the peak time. That being said, that is based on someone who works um, a normal schedule and sleeps a normal schedule. If you're working from 3 p.m. to 2 a.m., I would I would imagine, again, I base this on nothing but just kind of common sense, I guess, bro science. If you're working 3 p.m. to 2 a.m., your um, circadian rhythms and your biological clock is different than the average person. So it probably wouldn't be the same. All in all, the answer is the ideal time to work out is the time that you can consistently do it. So even though there is some science to show like, yeah, 5 p.m., you might get an extra rep or you might get an extra – 10 seconds off your, your 500 meter row. Um, that's all really meaningless if you can consistently go hard at 10 AM, you know? So I, I, I work out in the morning because I don't feel, I feel like it helps my day. If I just do what I look at as one of the harder things I do in my life, if I get it out of the way early, I feel like the rest of my day is, is energized and, and I have a little bit more vigor and I feel like I could tackle more stuff because I, I can always fall back on the facts like, fuck yeah, I got a PR earlier this morning or, you know, I ran a, a mile in 30 seconds faster time than, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I feel like it sets me up physically, emotionally, and, and psychologically a little bit better for the rest of the day. A lot of people like to get their work done, have free time on their hands and say, now I can go and commit to, to work. I, I get it. Do what you need to do. Find a consistent time to go with that works for you. When I was working um, the morning show, only the morning show, the Kevin and Bean show, I, I much preferred to work out like, you know, sundown. Um, when I started doing Loveline, I much preferred working out at like noon so that I could have time to decompress before Loveline. So it, it all kind of depends on everyone's lifestyle being so different and unique. Um, everyone's needs are so unique. Uh, same with diet, same with uh, training plans. Just find what works for you. But, uh, you know, long story short, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, hey, Mike. Oh, this one came in via DM. Let me switch over to my at Mikey likes you, the number one. Factory Farms, cli- at Factory Farms Climate. Yeah. Oh, at Factory Farms Climate Change. <laughs> he asked, hey, man, if you had the time, I was wondering if you could let me know what workouts you do daily. And if you go on any runs, if so, how long do you do lunges outside of Wednesday? We lunge Wednesday. I've been trying to get in shape during this carnivore bullshit <laughs> uh, since I can't leave my house for anything other than a run. Anyways, thanks for existing. And I hope Rudy is hanging in there. Rudy is definitely hanging in there. Um, I let this man know via, um, I assume it's a man. I I let this person know via, um, Instagram that all of this information is found on episode 10 of Mikey likes you. I break down my exact workout plan for the lockdown. Um, that is not my normal workout plan. That is not what I normally do. Uh, I, it is something that I recommend for everyone at any level of fitness for now. On top of what I put in that episode and then subsequently put up on the at Mikey Likes You number one um, Instagram feed, I do do some runs. I do three runs a week. One is four minutes on, two minutes off for time and distance. Another one is two minutes on, one minute off for time and distance. And another one is sprints, uh, 30 seconds on, about a minute and a half off. 
I do that because I want to stay in anaerobic, anaerobic shape on top of, you know, keeping my muscles going. If you're really consumed with work, with looking good naked, the number one thing you can do is resistance training. And uh, again, those exercises that I do recommend for lockdown are there on the Instagram feed. For those of you who are wondering, I do live next to the Santa Monica airport. (laughs) So you may be like, why the fuck are there so many planes flying over? All right, K. Thomas 8 wrote a great question. Hi, Mike. Big fan of the podcast. Uh, I quit drinking almost a year ago, and hearing you talk about addiction has helped me a ton. Oh, awesome. Congratulations, dude. I've always been into fitness, but have turned it up a few notches being sober now. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Maybe a question for the podcast. I get one gram of protein per pound of body weight a day, as you recommend. Great work. How do you keep your fats and calories in line when trying to get 1.5 to 2 grams per pound of body weight. Thanks for the podcast and motivation. First off, you're welcome. And again, congratulations on sobriety. A year, a little over a year is like, that's real work. You're, you're grinding right now. And my hat's off to you, man. That's it's a beautiful thing. And, and uh, one day at a time and, and all my prayers and strength to you. To your question, which is a great question. The short answer is when you're getting that much protein, and I do encourage everyone, whether you're an endurance athlete, whether you're looking to lose weight, whether you're looking to gain weight, pump up the protein. One gram of protein per pound of body weight is a great starting point. You can then, you know, manipulate that from there. Um, If you're getting that much protein, the higher the fat and the, uh, the higher or lower the fat of your protein source is how you really modulate your diet. I will give you my breakdown uh, so that I can give you some examples. The higher the fat of your protein, the lower the kind of caloric, um, the, 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 the caloric freedom you have. So if I have ribeye, that's going to have 50, 40, 50 grams of protein. It's also going to have 40, 50 grams of fat. At nine, gram, uh, nine calories per gram of fat, that is a ton of calories. So if I'm trying to get 180 to 215 grams of protein, I've now shot myself in the foot because I'm so high on my calorie count with such a low amount of protein. If I have a chicken breast or egg whites, I can get 40, 50 grams of protein with like two to 10 grams of fat, leaving me a lot more caloric wiggle room. Okay, so you really have to gauge what you need out of your protein. Some people really like high fat proteins subsequently needing to drop their carbs down to stay in the caloric range that they want to stay in. Um, It's a game you got to play. Know that you have to get your protein. That's it. The bottom line is you get that one gram of protein per pound of body weight that you have. Outside of that, the rest is up to you. If you like higher fat, then meaning that you have to really drop your carbs down, so be it. I don't. I like to keep some carbs in my system to really fuel heavy workouts. So I will consistently stay with low to medium fat protein sources. I like uh, buffalo. I like egg white. I like chicken and I like fish and shrimp. Um, And that gives me the ability to add in another, you know, thousand calories of carbs and fat, and I can play with it from there. So um, how do you stay within your calories while getting that high of protein is you 
monitor the amount of fat that is in the amount of protein. I'm not saying you have to go low fat. What I'm saying is if you're going to go high fat protein sources, if you're going to go with ribeye, if you're going to go with um, uh, uh, New York steak, if you're going to go with salmon, understand that you're going to then have to drop down your carbs in order to keep yourself within a caloric range that you like. Okay. Now, if you're looking to bulk up, so be it. So fucking go, go for it and then have your salmon and your potatoes too. But, um, most of us are not. So, uh, just, just keep your eye on that. So those are some great questions and I hope they are great answers for you. Um, my guest is a former, uh, elite level, high class, world-class MMA fighter. He's fought in dream. He's fought in pride. He's fought in the UFC. He was the coach of one of the seasons of the ultimate fighter. He was the host of MTV's bully beatdown. He is my friend. He is a great guy. He is a strange man, but in all the right ways. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Mayhem Miller. Hey, what are you doing? It's me, Mike Catherwood. I'm, I'm doing a commercial. You're probably listening to this podcast. And I'm, I'm betting that you're also looking for a lot of other things to do. Because we're on lockdown. Lockdown's no fun. Let's not kid ourselves. Lockdown's no fun. So when you can find something that is fun, it's great. It's cherished. And let me tell you what's fun. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Now, with no uh, NBA basketball, no NHL hockey, and no Major League Baseball, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, well, what the heck can I bet on? Let me tell you what you can bet on. You can bet on poker and blackjack, which you can play and have fun with, along with make some money uh, while doing at betonline.ag. Also, eSports, boom, American Idol, that's right, American Idol, Seacrest out, making cash, Big Brother, uh, the elections of the good old U.S. of A, and they got their own $750,000 poker series. Ladies and gentlemen and children, there's still fun to be had during the lockdown. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. That's M-Y-P-O-D and the numbers 100 to receive your welcome bonus. Listen to me once again, betonline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. How you doing, Jason Mayhem Miller? I'm doing awesome. I love when people do my whole name. That's fucking sweet. It's a it's a matter of respect, as far as I'm concerned. God bless you, sir. You are a true martial artist. Um. So how long how long have you been clean? Fucking eighty years. I mean, uh, uh, October. Since October of last year. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen, right? Well, no, so October of 2018 then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, be like yeah, like a year and a half, something like that? You're like digging it right away into the uh, um, psychological aspect of Mayhem Miller. I, I really appreciate that. I, I got to say that psychologically you're one of the more interesting people I know. Uh, I I appreciate that because I feel like you know a lot of people, Mike Catherwood. I do. I do. And some of them are psychiatrically unstable. But I, do uh, think, I, mean, I think you're 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 stable and safe, but yet you're 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 a fascinating dude. There's no doubt about it. Uh, thanks, bud. I, I appreciate that. 
I think we all have like a wild journey in front of us and behind us in our own way. Mine is just uh, specifically um, <laughs> extreme, <laughs> extreme. Like yeah. uh, definitely, I've like gone. You know what I mean? The life of a mixed martial arts fighter is a very interesting. It's like being a cowboy, you know. It's, yeah. There's very few things that can really compare. I would imagine, like, maybe not so much now, but Rockstar, you know, at certain points in history where you're just... Nah, it's different, though. It's different than Rockstar because you're showing up to a place and, like, you're doing an extreme act, you know, that most people, like, would never even consider, you know, and it's, like, the toughest dudes in the world doing it. Yeah, it's a spectacle. It's not, you can't help it. It's a spectacle. This is all the time. Everybody likes to watch a fight. So um, there's a different vibe to it. Rockstar is different. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I'm so cool. Look at me. I'm on the stage. You know, I don't know. Just off well, the dome. My, my, my point was that, like, you're, it's a spectacle. You know, what you, you're, if you're, yeah, and you're it's playing an arena, where you're, but also, I'm it, sorry. Rock stars get the sense that, which I'm sure successful MMA fighters, which you undoubtedly were, you, you get a natural sense of kind of invincibility. You know, when you're, especially like during sort the pride and, pride and Dream days, Saitama mm-hmm. Arena and all these, where you're, where it's just like an insane amount That's of people some, screaming and going crazy. Yeah. And then you find success in, in fighting yeah. where, you, where you, take, you actually control and, 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 and beat another man in, in combat. There was probably, you, you can't, you can't describe probably what it must have felt like to leave those arenas. You, you probably. Oh I, oh, I could certainly try. Well, I could certainly try. Please do. You know, I don't know if I could wax poetic like Robert Frost or something like that, but, uh, man, there's a glory in it. You know, you live forever in that moment. And everyone brings it up all the time. Every once in a while, you know, people are reminded of this great night that we all had, you know? Right. Uh, uh, yeah, being a martial artist is like, you know, <laughs> it's like a cane and kung fu walking the earth, you know, having mystical journeys because you learn new things along the way all the time. You're picking up new styles, new coaches. You know, you're you're um, progressing as a human. You're testing your boundaries, like uh, physical limitations, like how hard can I like push this sled or, you know, tackle into this guy? Um and and uh, to learn those skills, you need a lot of discipline. You need a specific focus and training where you do the same thing over and 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 over. Is my audio going okay? So so far so good. The the over and over and over kind of cut out, but we're still drill. You got to drill all the time, and then it becomes crystalline in your muscles. And that is fucking hard. Yeah. And you can swing the other way. I lived like a damn monk for a long time, right? And then I just swung into like this dark, crazy, vapor TV movie with a leather jacket on mayhem. Uh, <laughs> there was the bad guy, you know, in Goonies, I think, you know? It's just yeah. like uh, drinking and drugs and like trying this and try- like being like a... Uh, you know, that invincibility thing, you know what I mean? Live that moment too hard. Well, you, you know? also, you, you, I, I mean, I, I think that you should cut yourself a lot of slack because you had that, that invincibility of 
of being a fighter and being a really good one, being a world class fighter, but also yeah, they, yeah, but it's genetic too. Yeah, like it's like genetic thing too. Yeah, like my father's same uh, mentality. You know, like uh, there's something stubborn and unyielding about yeah. me. Hey, that's you know, I, where where does the line of personality blend? Uh, and, you know, into what your uh, thoughts, you know, or like, and where is it your genes that like pushes you this direction or that? Yeah, direction? no, I mean the nature versus nurture. That's a you know that's going to be twin a, studies. Twin studies. Ar- argument where two dudes on. live far apart, like two twins who didn't know each other existed for thirty years, live forty-two miles apart, marry the same color hair woman. Uh, bought the same Ford truck. Uh, both both were fire marshals. Both had the same mustache. American consumerism and genetic choices. It, the guys became the same dude. Yeah, they lived eight miles away. So how much? You know, then it just gets philosophical after that. Yeah, so, no, I mean epigenetics is a real thing. Like it's just stuff that's in your blood. That plays out. I mean, it certainly plays out with addiction, but I mean, I don't I, mean to be rude question, uh, with that, with that chortle, but like I, I was doing that because my dad does that like the same. Yeah. That, that same, that uh, is that genetic Mike Catherwood? Probably. 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 I mean, I look, like, I think, like I think I bite my nails. I think I bite my nails because my oh, dad bit his nails. Really? I, I hate, I find, Anything, a human hands around my face, I find it disgusting. So really? Yeah, but yet I bite my nails. But you do, but you do Thai boxing, bro. I know, but they're wearing so, gloves. So, so the glove, you don't mind, but if a no. dude starts fingering your nose hole, you're going to be angry? It will do, on, a bro. dude fingering it's my nose hole is a real problem. But like, I even have a problem with like um, my daughter and my wife. Like, it, it weirds me out. There's something you. subconscious about it. Nah, you haven't mm-hmm. worked that out in therapy yet, Mike Catherwood, after 20 I'm, years I'm, I'm with diving. the best therapist in the world, like hanging out with you all the time. You don't you haven't figured that out yet, how not to bite your nails? I, I've div, I've dove into it. Like my my weird sensitivity about t- people touching me. It's not even just my face. Like I have a the other day, my mother-in-law was here. Um, and I love my mother-in-law, my wife's uh, mom. She's awesome. Oh, God. I, I have I have no uh, nothing but love for her. She's great. But she was walking around one part of our hallway in our house and I was coming around the other and she just reached out like, like innocently and put her arm on my shoulder, like to say something. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I really, it was like, she, um, she was shocked me with something. I just, I get really weirded out about it. And it, I'm sure it's, you know, sexual abuse and weird intimacy shit, but you know. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. fucking completely natural. Let me just say like, I, I you know, it's our culture, really, that's fighting back against you. If this happened and it hurts you, it's our culture that's hurting, hurting you, really. Because if this terrible thing happened, all right, let's move on with, with the fucking that happened. And like, as a society, you know, like, you can't stigmatize this. You, you, you know, if a little kid gets touched right in front of you, you might flip out, right, and tackle the guy and kill him, right? Uh, sure. Well, have some compassion for for a guy that might have happened to, you know, I don't know why a lot of America doesn't have empathy built into them. 
I don't know. I think, I I think they do have empathy. They're just weirded out by anything sexual. I think Americans of are course, freak, freak yeah, of course. Well, stuff. you know, and I think that there does need to be like more sexual liberation amongst everybody, even though, you know, oh, there's like, oh, the law and uh, the laws are, you know, they're equal now. Like, it, it just, uh, we need to smarten up as a society, like the literature's out there and there's like the smart people in the field. And I know you can direct people to them um, that can help move policy so that we don't have as many problems like I face, like you face, you know, like, like Americans face. Right. You know, uh, there, there's a way to do something like where we can have like a, I mean, I guess I'm on a, a soapbox right now with the damn military budget, as great as it is, needs to be allocated for better things, like, you know, programs to to help, you know, survivors of abuse, uh, also veterans who come back from PTSD. This needs to be, like, uh, the most important thing for a society, because that that's what keeps it afloat. That's what stops Rome from burning, that everybody is, is you know... Uh, taken care of right but it's a it's a slippery slope i mean then you know if you don't motivate people to take care of themselves then we get into it in, in even more dangerous problems so it's like oh man i'm going the whole other way mike Cottonwood. i'm going the whole other way no i'm saying remember bro arnold schwarzenegger got me to do so much freaking push-ups in the fourth grade oh my god nancy reagan uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a presidential fitness test. So I aced behind like three black kids, but still, <laughs> but still, I like aced. I got the diploma. Thank you very much, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I felt like I shaked Arnold Schwarzenegger's hand when I, uh, you know, did the shuttle run in like my my best time, four point something. It was it was I don't know. It was it was quick for uh, a chubby ten year old. My my question to you, I was thinking about it when I was preparing to talk to you, is like no. you're 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 such a talented guy outside of fighting. You're just such a charismatic and talented dude. And then you oh. and then you went on to find success with it with Bully Beatdown. People recognize that you're an entertaining oh. guy and charismatic guy. Like where did you have a hard time finding where mayhem ended and where jason miller began like was there a weirdness about nah i I, so i sort of meshed the whole concept dude i hate to like just cut you off but this like time delay you know what i mean one second delay is something i'm gonna write my zoom congressman about okay um but <laughs> the Zoom Congress. What was, what was your question? Because I'm such a jerk, man. I'm well, sorry. because your identity became such a in a, like an actual asset for you. Like the mayhem world was a real thing, and I wondered, like, did it get hard to know where mayhem ended and Jason began? You know. No. Wait, no. Yeah. And yeah, it's the same guy. I, it's just he's a different puppet. You know what I mean? Kinda. I mean, I you kinda know, Jason and Mayhem are like this thing. This guy, you, you called me Jason Mayhem Miller at the as soon as you you know zoomed me up. That's yeah. me. I'm I'm uh, you know it's a whole thing. And Mayhem, I, it's the life I'm living. You know what I mean? Like this whole thing. Uh, 
I don't know if Phil Baroni would have nicknamed me something else, right? And yeah. said something else. And had we not watched RoboCop that day, okay, that maybe things will be a lot different. But here I am, rocky like a hurricane. Yeah, but you you got to recognize that um, because you're not you're not an undisciplined or dumb person. You're very. You're you're a guy who really does have his shit together. For such a wild person, you're very very yeah. kind of erudite and smart. And so I w- I wondered like how much time did you waste or effort did you waste into like like uh, walkouts to the ring or like uh, crazy costumes and shit when you maybe the real yeah. you was focused should have been focused more on other shit. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? You're saying I should have not danced with the 16 schoolgirls. you're saying I should not have kicked the head off a pinata right no. into the front row. No, um, I just, I, I'm and, not saying and, that uh, at all. I, silver, because I do, I do think that that, I, you should, I do you think, think that, that, that's you really think you. that the showmanship of MMA deserve just what it got right now, walking out of a tunnel, bro, I'm talking doing cartwheels to the ring. Some, somebody's break dancing. I, I, you know, I'm throwing money to the crowd. Oh my God! It was a party. It was yeah. a party. And and I'm not saying that it that you shouldn't have done that either. I, I found it so amazing. I should have been Kuma Tay. Kuma Tay. Kuma Don't 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 misunderstand me. Kuma Tay. I did it my way. I did it my way. What I'm saying is is that you you all those things are definitely real and authentic to you. That's who you are. You weren't putting on a show. What I am saying though is like when you recognize that the mayhem identity was such a valuable commodity, did you lose sight of, of where to, ba- to balance mayhem, the, per- the person and the shit you got to do, and then keeping up the, 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 the kind of reputation and the, and the image? Well, well, I think mayhem martial arts stock value is just, it's way too high. Hello, hello. Yeah, I just think that, you know, the stock value just goes up and down every day. And if you could just catch it at the right moment. And you feel like you feel like you have? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, man, I feel so blessed right now, you know, because people are starting to recognize and, um, I've got a lot of new students. Mm-hmm. So it's just an amazing adventure I get to go on with all of them. You know, they have different goals. They have different attributes that, you know, dreams. And this is crazy to be the part of the next version of that, you know, MMA superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, it's like a early stages for a lot of, a lot of fighters that are, and this Corona thing is crazy too, because, there's dudes doing, you know, prison workouts and like there's dudes doing, you know, um, shadow hard or, or there's guys with bags that are that are going, you know, they're developing these skills in martial arts. And there's going to be a nice explosion right after everything's over of um, dudes who like they might be rusty from being in, in front of the crowd, but they're going to be like well honed. <laughs> but putting this uh you know, put putting the earth at rest. Um, 
coronavirus, I mean, uh, has has done a very like interesting experiment on the world. And uh, I, you know, as far as fighters go, I want to see what comes out of there. So I'm helping, like, you know, on my website, I I coach, uh, and uh, it, it's an amazing. Like I said, I've seen people's garages from all over Mike Catherwood. It's the it's it's the craziest journey. I'm in everybody's house and uh, teaching them, you know, fundamentals or fixing their, you know, uh, <laughs> collar choke, you know, like gi yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu, you know, and uh, which I think you should do, Mike Catherwood. I think you should just – it's a gentleman's sport, bro. It's right up your alley. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah, I'm, a, it's a, I'm a competent blue belt, you know. I, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. But, that, but you just said if you get – if you're – Oh, you mean if you're at a like relaxed state and someone slaps yeah, yeah, you in the yeah. face that yeah, or touches are, your bit, you freak are out. On the mats. I things get it. On the mats. I get it. No, no, you know what? I totally understand where you're coming from on that. I totally understand where you're coming from because yeah, you don't want your like you don't want anything unexpected, kind of kung fu ish. You know, I I I I, I respect that. And fucking, I'm okay when when people touch me when I'm fucking. Of course. Oh come on. Of course. Like finger in the nose, it was just the beginning. Are you kidding me? That's why. That's oh my <laughs> goodness. Is that a mirror back there? It is. This is my my pathetic. Ex- <laughs> this is my pathetic excuse for a guest house. This wait, wait, is a- I gotta tell you, bro. I early on before they, I felt some tension, but like now you look so relaxed, bro. I'm sorry I was late to your Zoom cast. Oh, it's all good. Okay. All right. Maybe. Technological problems are something that I, I have uh, become very accustomed to. So I, I believe me, I'm. I do Dude, not we're get... still having this. We're still having this. This might be the B B B B side that we never release. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what this conversation's about anymore. But I love you, bro. You're you're a damn man. Are you in Venice right now? Yep. Man, you know that I'm friends with the Venice murderer. Which one? fucking dude who shot up like well he was here in orange county uh, it, uh, oh man this is dark but i think mike Catherwood can handle it his dad told him stop drinking beer get a job and this venice homeboy who's down here in, in the oc uh I, he just was like fucked up speed and liquor and yep. allegedly shot up the whole party, everybody, his dad, just shut up the whole party. Has, has like a, I think a Smith and Wesson tattoo on it, or Colt forty five, or you know, tattoo uh, of the gun. That's pretty it. committed. That's pretty committed. Man, this guy, yeah, dark. He's just like had a bad day. He was just like a Venice bro. Yeah. Total bro. He's like, man, fool, you don't even know, bro. Out on the streets. I got this. And he's always brushing his hair. Oh, which he's like, got to take care of the Losing hair. rapidly. L- losing rapidly. And he didn't even want to do the workouts with us, really. He was like, fuck that. I'm sleeping. He would just sleep all the time and like, fuck off. You know, he didn't, he, he didn't care about anything. Or he's just always, oh, actually, he was just always after something, this guy. I was thinking, like, you brought up a guy who went down the wrong path and continued down the wrong path. 
like that's, on top, that's what I'm saying. It's dark. On top of like the the joy that you evidently get, even when I've talked to you just like via text and stuff, um, you know, in, in our personal life, you're you're getting so much joy out of teaching, out of out of coaching, and on top of like watching people progress in in martial arts, like technically progress with from the things that you show them. Is there is there like this feeling that you could potentially be preventing someone from going down that dark path too? You know, like adding yeah. that. Absolutely, dude. The the uh, you know the amount of dedication it takes <laughs> to like really excel at mixed martial arts is just amazing. You know, it's hard. The rest they say wrestling is the hardest sport, and it is. But wrestling is part of mixed martial arts. So right. uh, any like and even just uh, doing the arts separated, you know, doing jujitsu, doing Muay Thai, you know, doing different styles, you know, <laughs> to really get good at it, you have to be very disciplined and you can't just, oh, I'm going to go to this party on Friday. Now you're staying home and you're, you know, yeah, waking up early and run sprints. Right. You know, this is the life that you have to live. So where are you going to find time to fuck up? Where? I guess when you're tired from sprinting? No, or, or when you're tired, you, you've punched your arms rotten. You right. punch your arms off. You hit this bag so many times that the bag falls off the chain. I've done it twice. I'm trying to do it again. It's a fun, it's a good feeling. You hit that bag until the damn bolts fall off. Oh my, it's a great feeling, you know? And, uh, you know, you, I, I've devised a lot of drills for the guys. Get good, really good because you can't fight a bag all the time, you know? And, uh, I, man, it, it's super rewarding, Catherwood. Because, you know, I, to be able to articulate the thing that I love and have loved from my whole, you know, I mean, since blood sport, at least, uh, maybe, maybe before, but I, you know, I love this thing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like painting by numbers. Like this dude needs a jab. Oh, okay. This dude needs footwork. Oh, this dude doesn't know how to wrestle that, you know, it, it, it you know, it's just like, I have to have these uh, real conversations with myself in my head to make the proper determination to help them to achieve their goals. Right. Right. And, Sorry, and give them something. Went like, off I was, on a rant there. No, but I, it was it was meaningful. It was a meaningful rant, you know. And I always think back to, nice, to nice, Rogan, like when he opens up about when he first got into Taekwondo, and he talked about it like it was the first time yeah. I had something that was mine that I could work at that I could go because Man, I can imagine a young Joe Rogan, little athletic, doing the kick kicks, you know, because Taekwondo is a fun a sport to watch, bro. Uh, uh, it, with the the shield, and I, I did it too. I started, I started real young. I did that taekwondo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a funny one because basically the story was the GIs put two kids on me, and I was just front kicking everyone. It made, uh, I was like a superstar, but these kids were like a, a lighter than me. But I just kept throwing push kick, push kick, push kick, push kick, push kick, push kick. The GIs were loving it. I was like eight. Using then later. Business. Yeah, and then later, my best buddy, uh, you know, I can remember that experience at eight, you know. Uh, and then later, my buddy, you know, 16, about uh, maybe before that. But we were, uh, bro, 
taekwondo chest guard, right? I, I wore uh, uh, I wore my hockey chest guard because I was representing that I played hockey. All right, <laughs> backyard with uh, Jeet Kundo gloves, right? Right, Jeet Kundo gloves, and we we're padded up to the mech. We had like bootleg uh, taekwondo. Um, I had his extra pair of Velcro shin guards. That's a necessity. Shin guards, Pretty but mine, but they were real fabric. But you know, we did. We I don't think that at that time we had our man strength where we could really hurt each other. But we went for it, bro. We fucking got after it in the backyard on my breakdancing linoleum, right? <laughs> and uh, dude, he got me. Well, he got me with like a spin kick. You know, he did taekwondo. He got me with a Joe Rogan spin kick. Okay, and I, he was smaller than me. I went to tackle him, and he caught me in a triangle. I did tackle him. Oh, I judo head through him. I remember this now. I judo head through him uh, because I knew that one move from uh, a black neighborhood growing up. Um, <laughs> I know. I knew that. That's totally. I learned it from a black kid before I learned it from from judo. So um, I threw the guy head over heels. But then he catches me in a triangle, starts wiggling around and gets me in a triangle, chokes me unconscious. And I'm like looking at the damn branches above me like uh, it was like fall, I guess. And uh, kind of waking up and my dad is laughing from the kitchen window, laughing. He's like, you got to tap out, boy. And I was like, no, never tap out. (laughs) That was my first sparring session, really, for MMA, MMA, full MMA. Never tap out's a bad move. I mean that that Brazilian you never. Bro, taps, this so. guy, listen, the, this guy taught taught that day. He taught me magic, or he taught me magic exists. And I was like jujitsu. I was like, I gotta learn this thing. I gotta learn this thing. And I that's all I did for like the longest time. Then money was involved with MMA, so I took a hard left turn, and you know. I don't know. Jiu-Jitsu is an amazing art form and the gentleman in a jacket, you know what I mean? You're yeah. wearing your suit to the office. That that That's a very good feeling, man. I, I, I can't wait to start rolling in the gi again. The gi, the gi gives you, I, at least, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm a blue belt. I, I shouldn't even be spouting off, but I've noticed that I'm way better in no gi just from athleticism and like strength. I can muscle out of shit. But gi training, yeah, yeah. it really helps. No, with but it's defense. a but it, with the well, no. Actually, I think it helps with everything, really, yeah. because the the like once you get the right hold on the guy's jacket, you can smash yourself like tight into like like where your belly like to the floor like a damn jellyfish. Like, like you can just smack and, and it, the skill translates to when you're no gi. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I, I noticed that my pressure is better after I roll in the gi because it, you have to uh, use like 100% pressure, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and slow burst. And, and I mean, slow. And then suddenly there's a burst, like, you know, that, it's a different um, speed to to the sport. Like yeah. uh, 
because of the jacket, you know? Yeah. I, I think that scrambling around and you probably have wrestling experience from, from living in California. Cause like it, it's a very wrestling heavy state. They have it a very uh, good, a properly, properly run program, you know, th- throughout the high schools. I mean, it, you know, California wrestling is, is is a staple. Did, did you wrestle in high school? I didn't. I and I wish I did. I was football, football, baseball, soccer, but I I loved it. And looking back, football. Once I got into once I got into jujitsu, I was like so angry that I didn't wrestle in high school. <laughs> Wait, once you did jujitsu, you? Yeah, sorry, I, didn't start doing jiu- I didn't start doing jujitsu till I was in my late twenties, and when I did, I was so angry that I didn't wrestle in high school. Because the kids who did, they just would uh, Oh, no. No, 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 no. You just, no, 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 no. You can learn. You can learn to wrestle quick, pretty quick. If you just, uh, man, dr- drill certain drill certain moves, footwork, and like um, wrestle, you know, you, you can really get the handle on it. You know, suddenly you know a new skill. I, I've seen it happen many times where guy knows nothing about, and and more so the, frame of reference that you're coming from is clear. So a lot of wrestlers make mistakes that jujitsu guys take advantage of. Right. Okay. Be just because it's built into the techniques you're starting from jujitsu uh, and you're doing Muay Thai, right? I, I, that was my first art that I ever studied was uh, Muay Thai. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, but, and there's a place where jujitsu and uh, Muay Thai like meet. And it's that clench. Yep. Like when you're doing knees with somebody else, when you're clenched up doing knees, uh, there's if if the rules are I can throw you down on the ground like it is usually, you know, in real life. <laughs> like um, once the clench happens, there's like a stance that you take that's Greco-Roman based. Right. That you can use your underhook, and you can just basically like end up behind the guy all the time. You know, there, there's a path. There's always a path to get to the dominant position, you know, and jujitsu uh, is is once you're on the ground. But like that, that stand up portion, that's like the most important thing, you know, stopping the guy from doing the double leg, you know, jumping at your legs, like getting tackled, you know, yeah, uh, like that. That's like you want to avoid that. So, man, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been doing the seminars so much and I'm talking so much about martial arts that I'm just like waxing poetic right now. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be talking about martial arts. I love it. I mean, you're clearly passionate yeah. about it. And I, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a geek. I'm a, I'm a MMA geek. So to me, it's like it's 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 heaven on earth. I mean, I don't know how much many of the listeners will give a shit, but, you know, oh, well. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, yeah, when you break it down, it's like uh, if I was a woodworker, you know what I mean? We're just talking about a table, you know, I'm like, ah, he's a marble, you know, I don't know. Mick Offerman would probably be able to say something about it. But like me, I know fighting, you know, yeah, I, I got I it all. I, I think I, that's like, a, tried the, it all. the biggest thing that people miss out on if they don't understand like real traditional Muay Thai is because like they've seen they've seen K1 or they've seen like others striking other kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different. The athletes are like smaller usually. And so like they do some ninja moves, bro. And they've been doing it for so long. It's like so advanced. Like, uh, yep. they, I don't know. They just had camps of these dudes forever. Like, you know, this is like, this is 16, what 
I, I think maybe it, I don't ever think it waned in popularity in, in that country. And it's, more than, it's more than a sport. When, in Thailand, it's, it's more than a sport. Yeah. It's not even really considered a sport. It's, it's like their in, entire existence, you know? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is we took MMA out there with Full Metal Dojo. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy, John Nutt, got the damn awesome, like, nightclub venue for, like, underground MMA fights in Bangkok. Sick. Dude. Dude, it's sick. It's like the craziest thing you ever seen, bro. Like, I mean, you've seen crazy. Never mind. Maybe not the craziest, okay? But you definitely feel like you're living in the future. It's kind of grinding. But no, no, not really. But, you know, I, I, would, I would expect uh, Harrison Ford to jump out of somewhere and hit me with the taser. Because <laughs> Wonder if you're a replicant? Yeah, oh, yeah. I always think that I am anyway. I'm like, man, come on. Like, uh, you know, maybe the, my brain has that little pearl inside it. It's just like a, a Pentium processor propping me up, making me say things. The robots already won. Who, um, if someone wants to get in touch with Mayhem and they want to get involved, mayhemmartialarts.com. 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 Sorry. Dude, my uh, audio is buzzing out. Everyone gets angry at me every time I do a podcast, even though I have a professional microphone, that something goes wrong around here every time. And right now, I don't know if this video is coming through clear because on my screen, I'm a robot. Yeah, I see you as a robot, man. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, look, you're a nerd about MMA, but dude, you're a nerd about other stuff more, right? For instance, like I know you have to know some rock music guys or yeah. like what songs are because you worked at K Rock for the fucking ever. And I so oh, oh, oh who's like, all right, how about the hot new uh who do I need to listen to? Cause I was I've been listening to I don't know, uh hip hop only. I yeah. bet you know some rock. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do, but I, I, it's actually not a lot of like K rock type rock. I'm much more into uh, underground shit, and you know, because I, I came from the punk rock and metal scene and stuff. So I, I so I'm saying that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I'm not saying soft. I don't want Alanis Morissette. I want like, um, you know, tell me the new shit, bro, or or um, even the the good shit that I missed. Mastodon, you can, if you can't, you can't fail with Mastodon. They're so musically talented and they're so heavy, but it, yet like melodic. Masses on ribs. I've heard of them, and I will check them out. This is like I can train to this. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. It and sounds good, like it. I feel like getting a Mastodon, I feel like getting him. The good thing about Mastodon is you yeah. can train like you could do sprints or weightlifting to it because it's heavy enough. But you could also go on like a long run and like meditate to it. You know, it's not, it's not like, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not going to be versatile. This is some versatile. Do they got some like 16 chords, like Ingve motherfucking mom speed? Yeah. There's some, there's some pretty prog shit, you know, like this number right here, bro. Like when music has this, when music has that, man, I, I, you know, I'll do the finger motions in public. No, nonetheless. (laughs) Walmart. I'll be playing air guitar at Walmart. Uh, well, sometimes they have rock music in, in Walmart. Yeah, but it's it's Walmart rock. It's like Nickelback and shit. Damn it, Walmart. Why do you own us, Walmart? 
Why, why must we be beholden to you, Walmart? I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I have to go jump on a trampoline with my daughter. No, wait, wait bro. I hope this is a good warm-up. I hope this is a good warm-up, bro. And you, you know, you jump around on a trampoline. It was. It was a fantastic. And, and you know, dude, honestly, like, in, in conclusion, I just want to say, like, we had a lot of fun and we were joking around and shit. But I, I really, 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 I've always liked you. I've always liked you as a person. But I really admire you now because it was so, you were in such a difficult place to really put your the pieces of your life back together. And you did it and you've committed to it. You did it the right way. You completely humbled yourself. You completely... Um, uh, just encompassed what it meant to be someone who surrendered and, and gave up to becoming a better person. And, uh, and you, and you stuck to it and it's really, really admirable. And I, 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 I respect the shit out of it, man. Hey, you made me feel so good, man. Warm inside, brother. <laughs> oh, God bless you. And uh good night. Alrighty, folks. There you go. Jason Mayhem Miller, mayhemmartialarts.com. That's mayhemmartialarts.com. Also, the Ultimate Friends Conversation with uh, Jason Ellis and Jason Mayhem Miller. He's a good dude. Um, and uh, get your, always, get your questions, get your concerns, get your comments to me, at Mike Catherwood on Instagram and Twitter, at MikeyLikesYou1, the number one, not the word, at MikeyLikesYou1 on Instagram and Twitter. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Be good, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.